Game on! It's time for Wolverines Weekly. Conversations with WDC coaches and athletes. Let's hustle to it. Hello, welcome to Wolverines Weekly. I'm CJ Baumgartner. Well, the spring sports playoff season has begun and Wolverine Athletics is busy. We get the latest from all of the head coaches, including head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff, next on Wolverines Weekly. Time out! Wolverines Weekly will be right back. Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff. And coach, we have the opportunity to talk to you before a couple big games that you have coming up. Just give us a little preview. Yeah, um, we were taking on ESCO and, and Perm uh, this afternoon, uh, a couple of the top two teams in, in AA in, in the state of Minnesota, and it's going to be great baseball. Looking forward to um, seeing where we can stack up against uh, a couple of quality baseball teams and and um, looking forward to, to see what we're, we're made of um, because this is what we're going to see come section playoffs. And over the last few weeks, you guys have had a lot of unique opportunities and unique matchups, whether it's going up to Bemidji State University to play Bemidji High School, going down to Seabird Field to play Ottertail Central. But you've had a lot of uh, opponents mixed in here, whether it's a different location, whether it's a uh, a team that you're kind of going out of your way to go play to make sure you get that experience against a team like that. Uh, how important is that uh, for your team to kind of stack up against these different opponents? Yeah, that's one thing that I've emphasized um, over the years is with our non-conference schedule is making sure we get a good quality uh, 2A opponents that um, are going to be competition that's going to be like what we're going to see come playoff time so that um, um, it, it helps us to see good pitching and, and improve um, so that uh, come playoff time it Uh, We're not a deer in the headlights uh, as far as seeing somebody that throws 80 miles an hour uh, so that we're, we're prepared for that. And you're playing Perham. You're also playing Esco. Uh, you know, Perham a little bit more similar on the schedule, but Esco obviously in the Duluth area, like you said, one of the better teams in 2A. Uh, how did that matchup come to be, and how did it work out? And just kind of describe, if you can, kind of the situation uh, with the game times and the locations, just all three teams getting an opportunity to play each other. Yeah, well, um, Perm Perm set up a game with Esco, and then uh, Esco is, is looking for for better competition. Um, uh, it, it is what it is. When when the farther north you get, um, baseball is a little bit tougher. Uh, the snow stays a little bit longer. Um, hockey can be a bigger priority up north, and and the baseball teams uh, aren't um, consistently. Uh, powerhouses like you see with with Esco being a very good baseball team. So what they're looking for is uh, the opportunity to to come down here and and play two really good teams for something they may see uh, at a, say a state tournament if they come out of their section uh, from up north there. So that uh, the same thing that I just mentioned with with our kids getting getting ready get ready to go uh, and seeing good competition heading into playoff time and and uh, we are familiar with them uh, the boys played them uh, this last summer in, in American Legion and they were able to beat them in in a very good baseball game up in the Northeast substate and um, they have most of all those guys back uh, we're obviously missing a few from that Legion team last summer but. Uh, it should be a pretty good matchup, and, and we're looking forward to the opportunity. 
you know, how do you kind of set expectations for the game against Esco and Parham, and kind of what are the things you're looking for out of your team that when people are listening on Saturday morning, uh, these are kind of the things that you hope happen? Uh, I want to see good baseball. Um, win, lose, draw. Uh, I want us to play how we're capable of playing. I, I told the boys last night, um, we we played a good Parker's Prairie team early in the season in a doubleheader, and uh, we played airless ball for 14 innings. So we showed that we're capable of playing really well defensively. Um, not that I expect them to go play 14 innings of airless baseball today, but at least make the routine plays that should be made. Uh, pitchers come and throw strikes and, and then go and compete. If we do those things, uh, we're going to be right in these baseball games this afternoon, and, and that's what I'm hoping for. Um, and I honestly feel that our guys could uh, go out and win two games um, or we could come out on the other end. Uh, but we're definitely capable uh, of, of going out there and improving it, and, and that's what I want them to do is prove it to themselves that they, they belong in, in this class of baseball and being able to compete with two very good baseball teams in Esco and Perm. Section baseball playoffs right around the corner. You guys have a Section 8 AA title that you're looking to defend. Uh, as you get into these playoffs, kind of what's your soapbox and what's your message to all the teams out there? Why can Wadena Deer Creek compete again in the Section 8 AA tournament? Uh, well, we have the depth in our lineup um, to, to hit uh, with anybody. Uh, defensively, we've shown in games that um, we have the defense that can that can hold up uh, against having to to make the majority of the outs in the field uh, versus uh, strikeouts. Um, and, and the pitching at times has looked really good as well. Um, but the big thing, uh, as it always is, is throwing strikes. Uh, don't give free passes. Uh, give your defense a chance to play behind you. And, and if we do that. Uh, I like our chances to to make a run, and and uh, it's it's a game of baseball. Anybody can beat anybody on, on any given day, um, and uh, we're looking forward to to our opportunity of giving it a whirl in, in Section Eight Double A, or excuse me, Six Double A. Uh, last question for you here, uh, Coach. Uh, as you get ready for the playoffs, who have been a couple uh, people that have stuck out to you? A couple of your ball players, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be playing the best on the team, but who are a couple who, from the beginning of the year to this point, you said, "Wow, they've really improved and they've really kind of solidified their role on this team." Well, I, I guess uh, our, our seniors. Um, they're they're the kids that that make this go round, um, and they're the ones that uh, have been in these big baseball games, and they have that experience. So I mean, we're definitely going to be leaning on them. Um, but but one competitor that that comes to mind, and what you just described, is Kobe Kobe Schneider. Um, he's uh, done everything we've asked from from catch four games in a week, bouncing out to shortstop at times, and. And uh, became our leadoff hitter, and and done a really good job for us there. And, and he's he's a great athlete, but he's he's also a great competitor and a good kid. And and I'm looking forward to to him uh, stepping it up a notch here in the playoffs. And and, and great uh, competitors love great competition. Um, they they step up to the plate when when playing good teams and. And that's what I want from our boys now as we not only take on Esco and Perm, but we head into playoffs is 
Yeah, stepping it up uh, when when the competition is toughest, and, and that's what they're going to have to do um, to to make a run. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff. Coach, appreciate the time. Best of luck as we get into the postseason here throughout the next week, and hopefully next week at this time we're talking about some playoff wins. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks, CJ. So Wadena Deer Creek head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff as his team gets ready for Section 6AA postseason in a very, very competitive section once again. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk with Wadena Deer Creek head softball coach Brooke Umlin on her team's Section 8AA playoff run. That's coming up next on Wolverines Weekly. Don't go anywhere. Wolverines Weekly will be back in a moment. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Welcome back to Wolverines Weekly. I'm CJ Baumgartner. Well, the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines softball team season came to an end on Thursday afternoon. We had a chance to catch up with softball coach Brooke Umlin and hear what she had to say talking about the postseason and wrapping up her team season as a whole. Here's what it sounded like. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head softball coach Brooke Umland after her team season comes to a close in Frazee. Uh, coach, we got you right after, but just a kind of gut level, how are you feeling right now? Yeah, it's definitely unfortunate. The girls kind of laid it all out there. It was just a little too little too late. Um, you know, we ended with uh, the heart of our batting order, and yeah, we just weren't able to kind of pull pull it out, but... Overall, we just had a fantastic season. We're so happy with where we are now, and we're excited for next season. You know, it felt like in these two games, you you had runners on base. You had those opportunities. It's just that one big hit was kind of escaping you guys. Is that how you felt? Yeah, in that second game, you know, only needing one run, and I think we had two or three times where we had a runner on third with only an out, and we weren't able to push the tying run across, which is really unfortunate for us. Uh, We prided ourselves all season on our base running, and it just, not that we were bad on the bases tonight, but we just weren't able to push them across like we normally can. And you also, in that final couple innings of that Breckenridge-Wapiton game and the elimination game, in that seventh inning, only one run, you had a couple good swings by some of the hitters in the heart of your order. Uh, just kind of talk about uh, what you were feeling during those at-bats. Yeah, we started out with Jada Dykoff up there. She hit a, a pop-up, and I don't know if the sun played a factor in it or not, but she kind of got a free one and, and got to go back and you know put the ball in play. And then Jenna Dykoff again came up and, and hit a line drive. And Mercedes Schultz, again, uh, she ended up getting on. And then you know Ellis Strowing ended up hitting it as well. But just that, that core for us did a really nice job of putting the ball in play. And we said that we made them work for that win. It wasn't a, an easy one for them, and so we're really proud of our girls for that. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, in that elimination game and stuff, you're playing the overall one seed in this subsection. Um, and for the girls, to, after getting down 2 nothing early, that's an opportunity where some teams maybe quit or maybe some teams are ready to pack it in. But, I mean, it was a hard-fought game all seven innings, and like you said, made them work for it. Uh, just kind of talk about as a coach, how does that make you feel seeing them kind of fight to the finish like that? So proud. Jenna Dykoff came into the circle being down 2 nothing with bases loaded, and we ended up not giving up another run rest of the game, which is huge, especially coming in against a one seed. But we turned, I think, two double plays in the game, and just our defense was really clicking and working well together. It was just unfortunate we weren't able to, to get the runs across. So your season comes to an end, but a successful season. You finish with a winning record, get 15 wins in a, you know, like last season, a very chaotic year in just terms of getting the games in and then kind of getting them all in in a three-week span, it feels like. But uh, just what were your takeaways throughout this season of your girls and just kind of uh, as the team as a whole? 
Yeah, we, we said we're super proud with where we are. Um, it starts with our seniors, you know, all the way, uh, Ella Strowing, Maddie Gallant, Mercedes Schultz, um, and Haley Kircher. Just the four of them are constantly picking up their teammates, and whether they're in the lineup or not, they're just fantastic teammates and rest of our team feeds off of that and a lot of our credit needs to go to the leadership qualities of those four girls well and i was going to say to talk about your seniors you did a little bit there but how much does what they do mean to a program like that it's fantastic and i've said i've coached these girls when they were in summer rec you know when they were knee high and seeing them now being the big kids out there you're just so proud of the the athletes that they've become but they're just fantastic students they're you know we have two of them that are speaking at graduation tomorrow night because they're 4.0 student athletes and they're just fantastic kids that you want other kids to look up to and they're role models for not only our program but our school and our community as well all right season number one in the books coach as the head coach of wdc softball what were kind of the takeaways for yourself or some things you learned along the way what were some areas you thought you handled well what are some areas you're like now that i got that under my belt i feel like i'm ready to take that on again next season yeah i i think uh i just really am grateful for the coaching staff that i have with me uh kyle petermeyer and keith ferris both of them have had a lot of varsity coaching experience and they were able to kind of help me in in situations with lineups and things like that if i was kind of questioning things they were kind of my my level-headed reasoning and you know a lot of times the the football coaches in them would come out and they'd be trying to find game film online about other teams and things like that and so just having kind of those um role models i'm going to call them in uh, in my ear kind of teaching me things that they know has been super beneficial and i'll definitely take that with me um but yeah just you can't teach chemistry and i'm so grateful that i came into a program that tracy jack had a lot of chemistry already kind of built into it and uh yeah i'm, I'm really excited for next season so what's the plan this summer kind of uh what i mean obviously every sport has every kind of summer plans but for softball kind of what's that off-season plan what are you encouraging uh, your girls to do yeah, we have a fantastic summer program right now, and most of our girls are playing summer softball, whether that be on the Legion team, the 17U team, or even some of our girls are young enough to be playing 14U. So they all, uh, even though our school season is done, uh, regular season for them for summer ball starts in two weeks, and I think they're you know, definitely feeling the, the two losses today, but I think that they're excited to get back out there and, and be a team again here in a couple weeks. And so, like you talked about playing that softball, getting to play together again, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of young girls on this team. The, losing the seniors are going to sting, but I mean, there's a lot of a bright future for Wolverine softball. So let's have your way too early outlook. Kind of what are what's your hope? What's your expectations? Kind of knowing that uh, that it's still May of 2023, but what's your expectation for the 2024 Wolverine softball team? Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, we have over 50 girls in our program right now, seven through 12, which is exciting. You obviously can't replace place leaderships and and our seniors have been so instrumental in this program um, but we do have a lot of younger girls that are going to be able to to move up and hopefully um, try to step in and help fill in some of those roles with the exception of Mercedes Schultz behind the plate our infield stays intact next season which is really exciting uh, and and there's a lot to to look forward to we were a young team this year we'll be a young team again next year um, we only have two juniors in our program this year so uh, yeah, next year it should be exciting, and hopefully we're making a, a little bit longer of a season next year. Well, well we got you here, Coach. Uh, any other things just kind of on your impressions of the season, on uh, just this playoff run? What a, you know, just kind of what do you have to take away from this year that you want to let everybody know about? Yeah, I, I just am so grateful for our community support for this. 
it was almost like a home game here in Frazee today. We had fans lining up uh, all along our side and out in the outfield and stuff like that. So thank you to the community for that and supporting the girls. Girls, thank you for being fantastic and trusting me, I guess, with your, your final season. And Ferris and Peter Meyer, thanks for tolerating all my shenanigans. This Wadena Deer Creek head softball coach, Brooke Umland. She's talked with us all season long about her team, and it comes to a close here in Frazee. Coach, we've appreciated the time all season long that you've given us to, to check in with your program, and we look forward to doing it again next season. Thank you so much, CJ. Again, another congratulations to Coach Umland and company on a successful season. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we have more to come on Wolverines Weekly. We'll be right back with more insight from players and coaches after the break. Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Your home for Wadena Deer Creek Athletics is KWAD. Here's more Wolverines Weekly. Welcome back to Wolverines Weekly. I'm CJ Baumgartner. We did not have the opportunity to talk with Wadena Deer Creek head track and field coach Mark Reynolds this week with the subsection track meet and, of course, the last week of school, just kind of hectic there. So I'm going to read you some of the results from the subsection track meet that took place up in Sabika on Thursday. In the 100-meter, Imani Hammond finished in 10th place. Micah Segovia finished in 11th with a PR. And in 20th place, was Isaac Hepner in the 200 meters. Tayton Lehman finished in 11th place. Micah Segovia finished in 13th. Ryan Erickson 21st. In the 400 meters Nate Hepner finished in 6th place. 800 meters. 4th place Grant Nelson and Brennan Simmons finished in 14th. In the 600 meters, number 2 Lane Haves and in 15th place Owen Anderson. In the 3200 meter it is Owen Anderson finishing in 10th place. In the 110 meter hurdles, Charles Peterson in 13th place. 300 meter hurdles Tate and Lehman in 6th place. 19th place Charles Peterson. In the 4x100 relay it's Cooper Damlo, Ryan Erickson, Tanner Collins and Brennan Simmons finishing in 9th place. In the 4x200 relay Tate and Lehman, Micah Segovia, Lyric Haug, Imani Hammond get 4th place. 4x400 relay Lyric Haug, Lane Haves, Nate Hepner, Grant Nelson all finish in 4th place. In the shot put Dylan Worth in 13th place. 15th place for Michael Briggs and 25th place for Eliu Horton. In the discus, 4th place Dylan Worth, 9th place Michael Briggs, 26th place Eliu Horton. In the high jump, Lyric Haug takes home 1st place honors in the subsection meet. In pole vault, 9th Tanner Collins, 12th Cooper Damlo, 13th Isaac Hepner. In the long jump, Lyric Haug in 4th place, 5th place Imani Hammond, 10th place Ryan Erickson. In the triple jump, Cooper Damlo finished in 12th place. Looking into the girls' results now, in the 100 meter, Lila Sharp finished in 3rd place, Keani Maxwell 16th place, and in 18th place is Rihanna Udi. In the 200 meters, Lila Sharp finished Finishes second, 11th place Lydia Oldikowski and 12th place Keanu Maxwell. 400 meters Amber Collins takes home first place. In fifth place Emma Schmitz, 11th place Lydia Oldikowski. In the 800 meters, Britta Sweeney finishes in fifth place, ninth place for Allie Pavic, 22nd place for Leah Osberg. In the 3200 meters, Noelle Spicer, eighth place, Lily Adkins in 14th place. In the 100 meter hurdles, it's 14th place for Eva Pulver, 18th place for Addison Haluka, 19th place for Brianna Haves. In the 300 meter hurdles, number four, uh, 14th place, excuse me, Addison Haluka, 18th place for Brianna Haves, and in 20th place, Eva Pulver.
In the 4x100 relay, Lydia Sharp, Lydia Oldikowski, uh, Lila Sharp, excuse me, Lydia Oldikowski, Rihanna Udi, and Kiana Maxwell finished third. In the 4x200 relay, Addison Haloka, Kiani Maxwell, Eva Pulver, and Brianna Haves finished in ninth place. In the 4x400 relay, Britta Sweeney, Ali Pavic, Emma Schmitz, and Amber Collins finished in third place. In the 4x800 relay, Britta Sweeney, Ali Pavic, Noel Spicer, and Amber Collins in fourth. In the shot put, Gracie Arm takes home first place. Ellie Hale in third place, Macy Godin in seventh. In the discus, Gracie Arm in first place. Fourth place, Ellie Hale. 18th place, Macy Gaden. And in the high jump, it is Eva Pulver in 13th place. So there are the finishes and the results from the subsection track meet. We look forward to talking with Coach Mark Reynolds next week when we'll highlight some of these section uh, subsection performances that he thought were really good. And we can also talk a little bit about the section track meet as well. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we have more Wolverines Weekly. Wolverines Weekly, the only place to hear right from the Wadena Deer Creek coaches and athletes. You're listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys golf coach Scott Woods. And coach, just give us the latest. What's been up with your program over the last week? Um, for the most part, uh, we had just a couple days ago here, uh, we had uh, a meet over in uh, Deerwood at the like, Crosby Ironton Ake. And, and that one was more of a they kind of do like a pre-section to get ready for their playoffs, really to have a meet. And we had a bunch of stuff going on at the school. I couldn't bring the seniors, um, several others that just had things. We had a choir concert, baccalaureate, lots of stuff going on. So I brought uh, some different kids, which is really nice for them. A few of them were regular varsity guys and a few weren't. And so we treated it more as, I mean, definitely a meet, uh, but I even had a chance to bring like a seventh grader along. And, but it, to me, it was more of an experience too for them where I could walk with some of the groups and, kind of a chance to show them where there might be a pond or a creek or a, you know, so a little more laid back, I guess, where we actually had our kids grouped together. You know, normally in golf, you're all with, you know, another town. You might have played in threesomes or foursomes, but you don't usually have your teammates with. So um, that was kind of unique. And, and he partly did that. So we were able to get back for our music concert as well and not have to miss that school event. So um, scores were okay there, but again, it wasn't really about counting scores as much as getting experience on the course. And then earlier in the week, we did have a meet at, um, it was for Little Falls, it was Eagles Landing, which is kind of Fort Ripley. And that's, that's a nice course. That's a fun one. And that one is a little unique, too, in, in the fact that they do play in foursomes, but you actually have one teammate with you, which, again, is, you know, so both of these meets were different. This one was more of a, you know, I guess what you call a standard meet where we had, you know, first, second, third place, all those things. And, you know, again, the, the fun part for them is I try and pair the kids a little bit with, you know, somewhat of a buddy, you know, somebody that they get a chance to play with that they normally wouldn't get to unless it was practice. So um, that one, you know, as far as scores, we did very well. Um, Cole Woods ended up being second place in that one with a 75. He shot a really good score. Had a bad break on a hole early and had to count a big number and, and really made his way back and, and had three birdies after that to come back and shoot a good score. Uh, Jager Pettit was playing in a group with him, and he had his best score of the year. He shot 90. He was a little disappointed because he was so close to having a good score in the 80s, uh, but he played well. You know, it was the best meet I've seen him play. And then it was fun, too. I got to have a couple seniors together, Philip Ross and Chateau Lore, got to play together in, in another group. And 
Um, you know, Phil had a, had a good day. Shaftu was a little off that day, but they, they had the opportunity to play and have some fun together. And, uh, let's see, Bradley Motes and Broden Vitito have been playing more and more varsity as the years got along as well. And they both got to play in a group together too. And, and uh, you know, not probably their greatest scores, but they were they were happy too. They were in the 90s as well. So I think our biggest thing, and I've talked about this other weeks, is we're seeing improvement partly just with the sheer time on the course and partly with more competitive meets. And, um, you know, it's, it's been good to see. And we are... You know, this is probably going to be one of your questions, I guess, is, is kind of where we're headed. And we um, were much later, um, not just in other sports, but other sections are already doing playoffs. And we we aren't until June 5th. So what we have scheduled for next week, uh, we're allowed to play a uh, practice round on the course that we're going to play. We can play up to two times two weeks before the event. So we're going to go on Tuesday after the long weekend here and get a get a chance to get out on the course, have a couple coaches with, you know, to, to show them different landing areas and such. And then Wednesday, we get a chance to go over and play the Legacy over in Brainerd, which is just a beautiful course. Um, nice opportunity to, to basically stay in competition and stay sharp and ready for June 5th. And then June 5th is sections at Blackberry. And what happens there is either your team has to be in the top four or you have to be in the top, gosh, I want to say... 10 individuals after those four teams to advance on to June 6th. And then once you get to there, then it really gets narrowed down to go to the state tournament. So from there, one team goes, and then the top five individuals after that. So that's kind of where we've been and where we're headed to. Yeah, and you know you mentioned that the the section meet is a little bit later, but still coming up and pretty much the kind of the thing you're focused on. What's been the message to your golfers as you get ready for that? Well, I think a lot of it is, is just staying sharp and working on your game. Like, so we what we did yesterday, boys and girls both. We kind of did our last kind of a last day end of the year party, give them their letter awards. We do a fun little scramble. The coaches play, do a little pizza party after, do a couple other awards for fun, and then basically tell them, okay, that's kind of the last official day for everybody for the bus to come out for practice and everything. And then we narrow it down to our top six, which is, is mostly based on scoring average. That's what's kind of nice in golf. And, you know, as a coach, it's not like other sports I've coached where you're a little more subjective. You're trying to figure out who should play, who shouldn't. We pretty much have it come down to, to shooting the best scores. And then we have an alternate or two. And I basically just told those guys, now it's more, it's you. You know, you got this, this long weekend coming up. You need, you need to get away and refresh a little bit. So even like today, we're having an optional practice. And then I said throughout the weekend, Obviously, that's up to you. It's the weekend, but you know, coming down the stretch here is where you want to play a lot. So I'd get out there this weekend, do some stuff on your own, and, and then really after that, next week, other than those meets, it's it's more of let's be out there and work on what you need to work on. But it becomes a little more, you know, we can still do some team practice stuff, but a little more, you got to have your own drive now to, to want to be sharp and ready for playoffs and, and work on your own game. Last question for you here. Uh, with Like you talked about that meet uh, over in Deerwood, got a chance to bring some kids who don't normally get to go along to some of these varsity meets. Uh, just how great is it, uh, unique of an opportunity is it for them to kind of get their feet wet and to kind of get to experience that? Well, I think it's great just to, just to have that feel. You know, like, for example, <clears throat> you know, having a younger one, having a sec- seventh grader along, Jack Buckle, has got a chance to go and and, and it's partly because he's done some good things at practice. He's, he's shot some good scores at JV, and it was just a great opportunity to 
think for him, he even said to me as we were walking along, he's like, I haven't ever done a full 18 like this. And he's played 18 holes, but normally the JV and junior I meet throw me nine holes. So it actually brings up a good point that, you know, for some of those younger players that haven't done that before, it's competing a little bit longer. You know, it's a little bit more of a, you know, anybody who's golfed, if you walk 18 holes carrying your bag, it's, it's a little bit of a workout, you know, you're a little gassed by the last couple of holes. So you have to mentally focus a little bit better, you know, if it's really hot. And for example, it's, you know, it's a little wearing. So it's, I think that experience alone just gives them a better feel for that. And then just the fact that, um, you know, competition is different. You know, you get a lot of people that, that golf and will say, I shot this score and they do that's great. You know, we've all done, you know, whatever's a good score for your game. But to do it amongst competitions is a little bit tougher, too. You know, you're putting every single putt in. If you hit a ball in the trees, you're counting a penalty stroke. You're not taking a mulligan and hitting it again. So I think for the kids to get that feel that it's not the same as playing around with their buddies on a Saturday, it's, it's putting up a score. And that's where, again, a lot of times when we put up scores, you know, people see scores and think, well, that's not such a great score. But you count everything. When you start counting everything, you know, even a missed little short two-foot putt counts, so you, you've got to do that. So I think that helps in their experience just to get a good feel of, of putting up a true score. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys golf coach Scott Woods. Coach, appreciate the time. Best of luck as you guys get ready for the section golf meet. All right, thank you again. Let's switch gears now and talk about the girls' golf team. On Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls golf coach Kevin Ross. And, Coach, a little bit of a quiet week for you guys, but what have you been up to? Um, well, we it's we just consider it May play day, so we play pretty much every day. So sure. every day that we have practice, we play. And so, you know, talking a little bit with uh, head boys golf coach Scott Woods, you guys did a little, uh, some, a little kind of fun over the week, handed out letters and, and all that. What was that like? Yeah, we did, uh, we did that yesterday. So <clears throat> we just have pizza party, and um, we had a – girls had a putting contest and gave out the letters and cookies and some pop, and, um, and that culminates kind of the – um, other than the varsity, um, that's kind of the the year end for most of them. So, but they're also, you know, I also told them that, you know, if you if you want to come out and practice for the next, you know, ten days, that's good too. So, and you mentioned the putting contest and pizza pop, just kind of that fun little send off for a lot of your golfers this year. What was it like being around those younger girls and kind of just getting to see them get their feet wet in terms of golfing and kind of start to see that progress? Um, the, they all came a long ways. Um, the two, um, Chloe and Katie Leesberg, were brand new to the sport, um, never touched the club this year. And and they they made giant strides. So and hopefully all of them will play this summer, and you know next spring then we'll have a different, a little bit different look on our varsity team. But generally, I think you know we lose we we'll lose Allie Pavic and Kayla Meeks. Then Kayla obviously hasn't played all year, so it uh, it, it was kind of kind of too bad for her. But ACL comes first, so. And you mentioned the putting contest, uh, something just kind of trying to lighten things up. What's it like to kind of just see everybody uh, let loose a little bit? Obviously, golf a bit more of a relaxing sport anyways, but to see them just kind of uh, all ha- uh, be together and kind of have one last send-off. 
Yeah, it's it's good, and it's it's fun to listen to the conversation at the table while they're eating. So you you learn a lot, and they're then they're all giggling and having a good time. So at the end of the school year, you kind of need that, right? Exactly. And so looking ahead now for the for the varsity, uh, they got that section meet. It's kind of around the corner here. Uh, <clears throat> when's the timeline for that, and just kind of what are you doing to to get everybody ready? Um. Well. Next week, well, starting on Tuesday or whatever, so we'll have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of practices. So I've kind of got, I mean, we're going to obviously play holes, but a couple of days in there we're going to work on the 40 to 60-yard shot and the 80 to 100-yard shot. Um, and pretty hard on that one because that's generally where the girls are kind of ending up after their drive. So if we can – we can score that, uh, you know, and then the next Monday, June fifth. Um, that's the first day of sections. That's at I think the girls are at eight a.m. in Sartell, so early early rise for us. But and then they take the top four teams, and then anybody that's not are the top eight that are not on those four teams also advance to day two, which is the next next day, the Tuesday, the 6th. And that kind of leads me into my next question here. So Emma Winnegar, our Wolverine Player of the Week this week, she mentioned kind of her goal was to get to that second day of sections and, and, and at some point in her golf career just kind of see how far she can go in terms of even trying to get to a state uh, uh, berth. Uh, just as you've seen her, obviously young golfer, still a lot of room to grow, a lot of a lot of things ahead, but uh, a nice start to her career. She had a good performance at the, uh, at the conference meet. Just what do you like out of her as a golfer and just her as a teammate? Um. She's just ex- extremely steady and doesn't really get in trouble. Um, she she got new clubs last year or last summer, so she can keep she can keep up when she's hitting her drive. She can keep up to some of the big hitters from the other schools. Um, you know her her short game is coming along a little bit better, but she just doesn't get in trouble. So I, you know not putting any jinx but she 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 has a you know good chance of reaching that goal this year so we hope and the other ones actually you know the other ones if they take some some of their bigger numbers out you know and just just play steady they can make it to day two also we're talking with wadena deer creek head girls golf coach kevin ross coach appreciate the time and we look forward to talking with you next week as we really get ready to ramp up and talk about that section meet all right thank you More to come on Wolverines Weekly. When we return, we'll talk with our Wolverine Player of the Week, Emma Winnegar. It's time for another Wolverine Player of the Week. We're joined by Emma Winnegar, an eighth grader on the girls' golf team. Emma, how's your season been going so far? It has been actually going really good. I'm surprised how I've been playing, how my teammates have been playing throughout the whole season so far. You shot under 100 at the conference meet. What went into such a good performance? It actually helps when your short game's better than your long game. It also helps when I have a song usually stuck in my head that helps me keep going. Emma, how would you describe your teammates? 
They're fun. They're talkative. I really enjoy being around them all day. How much do you enjoy being on the course and getting to golf? It's actually really relaxing. I enjoy being out with nature. I just really do like being out on the golf course. It takes me away from all my troubles and all my worries that I have. Emma, what are your goals for your golf career? My goal for this year is actually try to get to the second round of sections. Then for the next couple of years, I want to at least try to make it to state at least once in my high school career. Best of luck this season, Emma. Thank you. There's the final buzzer. Thanks for listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Tune in next Saturday morning for more from the coaches and players. If you missed any of the show or want to listen at a later time, go to wadinaradio.com.